Welcome back to another episode of Network One-on-One, where I sit down Nita Kermans-Gilson of Produce Good alongside Cody and Christine Boger of Blue Honey Wine. Now, Blue Honey Wine uses fruit in almost everything that they do. And at the same time, Produce Good gleans tons of fruit every year throughout San Diego County. I thought it was a good idea to put these folks together and I think that they really enjoyed the combination as well. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Network One-on-One. My name is Nita Kermans-Gilson, and I'm the co-executive director of Produce Good. Um, we are a food recovery nonprofit, and um, we've been operating as Produce Good since 2014. There you are. Hello, and good to see you here. Uh, me and Christine, uh, Cody Boger and Christine Boger, we are the uh, owners and operators of Blue Honey Country Wines and Meats, and uh, we've been in operation since 2020, I believe, right now, currently. Hi, I'm Christine Boger. Uh, and like my husband Cody said, we are Blue Honey Country Wines and Meads Co. We are a micro winery in Ramona specializing in um, country wine, which is non grapefruit wine, and mead, which is honey wine. Um, we pride ourselves in sourcing locally for our ingredients. And we officially launched our website in July of 2022. Well, I think we should like toast to that. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Mm-hmm. I can reach it. Thank you. Yeah, so this is our mango habanero. Ooh. You get a little bit of that tango wow. right there on there. I've, so and it's just a habanero. slight heat. Just a little it's, bit of no, heat. No, it's perfect. <laughs> wow. Wow. So we really like it chilled. Because then it, you know, plays into a, a little bit better. You right. get a little bit of the heat, but then the, but the cool, the, yeah, the cool from oh, the, that's the wonderful, yep. you guys. That's wonderful. I guess we have our first question. Oh, <laughs> I wouldn't read it. <laughs> yeah. How did you transition from enjoying fruit to making a living with it? Well, um, funny that you should ask. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Yeah. Um, I think that the transition for me was. Um, walking in my neighborhood, you know, many, many years ago in Carlsbad and and seeing all the beautiful fruit that we love, the citrus on the trees, but it was on the ground. And I just thought, wow, what, you know, someone's got to be doing something about that. That's just such a terrible waste. So that was my first transition thinking, how, how can we do this? How can we keep this, this beautiful fruit from being wasted? What about you guys? So this, we started off, this actually started off as a hobby for me, winemaking. Um, and it started during the pandemic. Um, I worked in the corporate world for 20 plus years. And unfortunately, um, I found myself at home. I take care of my parents full time. And it just started off as a hobby. Um, and I actually um, started looking to it a little bit further. And like you found out that there's a lot of you know, wasted fruit out there. Um, And so we started looking around and talking to farmers and asking them for their soft fruit. And they've been very gracious. So um, that's pretty much how we started. And like I was mentioning to you earlier, we look at fruit very differently now. Where I used to go and like you said, get perfect fruit at the grocery stores. 
Now we look at it a little differently. Um, if I see fruit that can still be eaten or processed, what a waste. Let's not waste this. Let's try to do something with it. Exactly. So that's it, how we it, got into it. And it's, ta- I mean, it doesn't really matter what's on the outside. It tastes delicious, right? I mean, that's It's actually thing. a lot sweeter. I mean, the ones, yes. the strawberries and the blueberries and everything that we get. Right. Much sweeter. And that's what we want. Because the store stuff, really, they have to, I mean, I know there's a whole science behind that, but they, a lot of times the stuff is not even ripe when it gets there, you know, mm. right. like tomatoes, when they have to do that weird thing with them, they're already green, but they have to. Or you have to sit them on the table for a little radiate, bit. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like, they're not at their peak. The peak is when, you know, when they're ripe. Right. When you guys are. Yeah, and a lot of the farmers um, aren't able to sell that because people don't want that. Exactly. This is kind of like a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a circle, a vicious cycle. It's like they, the people don't want it because they think it's bad and they've been taught to think it's bad because right. you go into the store and everything looks identical. And, and pristine. Yes, and yes. Right. And all perfect. We actually, some of the fruit that we get from the, the farms up in uh, Palma Valley, they actually, all the bruised fruit, they call it bakers. Do you already speak on that? The bakers fruit you know they freeze it so that's like perfect for us it's not stuff that they would ideally sell in the market right so we can we can use that and it's perfect for us and then you know just from people i don't know how many citrus trees we drove by just coming out here <laughs> you know that are full and nobody's picking the fruit we're trying yeah. we're trying <laughs> so i mean i we, we we see it all the time and uh that we utilize people in our community over in ramona and they have those citrus trees where they you know, it's just making connections and networking. And next thing you know, we got 450 pounds of fruit and we're like, okay, great. Here we go. <laughs> you know, three days of processing, uh, you know, lemons. So, but we, we enjoy it because the quality of the fruit's way different than just buying it from the store. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. That's, that's been a big difference is the getting it straight from the farm versus, versus getting it from the market. Mm-hmm. You do see a big difference in quality Absolutely. and even sweetness. Looks like this is for you guys. Okay, here we go. So what is the difference between grape wine, mead, and country wine? So three different things there. So for us, we don't uh, we don't deal with grape wine. We've, we experimented with one version of grape wine uh, in, uh, in combination with mead. So you use honey as your base, and then we use the grapes, and they call it a pine mint. So it's supposed to be a grape mead, essentially. But other than that, we haven't, we don't really do any kind of grape wines other than that one we've kind of experimented with, which we don't currently have for sale because we're still kind of tweaking a little bit. And then uh, our free wines is just same process, typically, that we do with grapes, uh, but we use fruit. So like we said before, you know, we got a couple up there where we use mango, we use raspberries, or we use strawberries. So, you know, the, the, um, problems we've been having lately is just you know making sure we can source those fruits locally as locally as possible all right so we can get fruit uh that can't go to market and before it goes to waste which is why you know people in ramona that have these massive citrus trees they can't use it all you know they're they might be using it in their garbage disposal because they don't have any other use for it so we'll take it off their hands and we can actually turn it into a quality product because you know as we've already said coming straight off the tree or seeing the tree where you're getting your your product from it really comes forward in your your finished wine, or at least for us. And then um, the uh, meads there, we just obviously different style bottle, uh, so we can we can tell there's a difference there. But as far as grape wine and mead and country wines concerned, grape wine, which is what most people drink, or when, when you think of wine, wine right. right? When you think of wine, you think of um, 
a, yeah, a wine mean, that's from a vineyard, right? right? right. Um, country wine is different, or fruit wine, in that it's non-grape fruit wine, so strawberry okay. wine, um, blueberry wine, lemon wine, um, and uh, mead is honey wine. Um, so rather than converting the sugars in the fruit to alcohol, you're converting the honey into alcohol. So it's called honey wine, but more more commonly it's called mead. Mm. Um, so that's the difference. So we specialize in the country wine aspect and then we specialize in the mead aspect as well. That's so, and it's so great because the fact that you're not doing grapes, which are not necessarily great in this area anyway, and you're using the fruit that we have. I mean, I just find that to be really fantastic and it's so delicious. I wish that we could share the taste of this because <laughs> I mean I have well first I've never had habanero in wine but also to have it be a different base than grape is just fantastic well so and good. I, I think there's a lot of people who who may not be able to drink grape wine because of let's say the tannins in mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. so it, this is an alternative um to grape wine if you can't drink it but it's also something new and new and unique that I think um a lot of people haven't ventured into yeah, and especially I, in California. I really did not have any idea that that people made wine out of uh, other than grapes. Well, and, and that's so funny because in the events that we poured for, mm-hmm. uh, that we get that a lot. A lot of people come to us. How do you make wine without grapes? <laughs> you know, and and we and we explain it to them. It's the same process. We're just, you know, we hand process the fruit, which is the biggest difference I think between uh, country wine and grape wine. In that we have to hand process everything. So what do you, what does that mean? Hand process. So each fruit's different, right? So with grapes, you, you're going to pick your grapes, you're going to crush your grapes, de-stem and go through the process and ferment. Mm -hmm. Whereas with us, every fruit's different. Okay. So the citrus fruits are all processed very differently. Your cherries, your berries are processed very differently. It really just comes down to peeling it, right? So Mm -hmm. we got to peel off the peels unless we're intending on, so like grapes, grape skins, depending on how long the grape skin is exposed during the fermentation, you get blush wines or red wines mm-hmm. or whatever. So uh, for us, unless we're intending on keeping the peel, which most citrus fruits we're not going to. So we have to remove the peel on the lemons, off off the oranges that's or the limes. Right? So that's the point. That's what we're talking about. We say process. We got to go peel them all by hand. Mm-hmm. And then we use. The and then we juice pulp. them and we yeah. both juice them. Wait, 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 wait. You're peeling them by hand. Or are you using like, are you not using any kind of machine like a. Oh, no, no, it's, it's all, all hand. hand. It's, it's all, all hand. Hand. Excuse me. It's all hand. Oh, wow. My mouth is at what you're, you're peeling all of the, the those 300 pounds. Yes. Well, your hands it's, must uh, be it tired. Was, it was 200 limes. Wow. Yeah, 200 um, pounds, two weeks ago. 200 pounds oh of God. limes. And 400 lemons. 450 well. pounds of lemons. Yeah. This podcast is brought to you by yourinsuranceplace.com. Owning a business is hard work. You put your blood, sweat, and tears into it every single day. You need a partner who understands the ins and outs of insuring small to medium-sized businesses. For over 40 years, our California Property and Casualty Insurance Agency has insured businesses just like yours. We've seen it all and we've learned a thing or two about what it takes to keep your business protected. That's why we offer free policy assessments. We'll take a look at your policy and let you know if there are any gaps in your coverage. Let us help you to protect what you've worked so hard to build. Yourinsuranceplace.com. Hello, friends. I'm Joe Samo. I'm an attorney in San Diego, and I'm the host of Run It By My Lawyer. It's a great podcast where you will learn a lot about the law, and it is very entertaining if I say so myself. And uh, you can get it for free anywhere you get your podcasts, and you can follow us on Instagram at Run It By My Lawyer.
Okay, are you using some kind of implement? We're using though? a spoon. We're using a spoon. Oh my god! Okay, you need to do a video uh, on this. this we, is we actually have yeah. one on our social media. Okay, I mean that is like, <laughs> first of all, like that's incredible. And I mean, I, I mean, we, we deal with thousands of pounds of citrus all the time, but you know, we we don't really do anything with it except pick it and then take it somewhere. But the fact of like actually peeling it by hand is. That's very impressive. Some of the uh, quality of the fruit, though, the rind is like really thick. So it, yes. it actually peels really yes, easily. Yes, some of them do. I know like the um, the um, navels are mm. really, really thick. The mm. Valencias are hard, a little harder because they're thinner. They make right. great juice, but the, the it's not easy to peel. Um, but the limes, are you kidding me? That's oh, yeah. got to be really. Well, uh, the, those, the limes were hard. <laughs> so those are some of those are so, it, some weird stuff's been happening lately because the product we got, they use or, organic fertilizer on it. So the lemons look like oranges oh. and the limes look like lemons, okay. right? So they're all yellow. <laughs> so they're, they're like, are we sure? We're they're yeah. so oh, yeah. full. They're just juicy, very little skin. Or or if there is thick skin, it's more wow. pulp and juice okay. than skin. Unlike Who sometimes knew? you get at the grocery stores, it's yeah. the opposite sometimes. Exactly. But yeah, we're always getting really, really juicy fruits. You take is it down. my turn? Yeah. I, I, Okay, I can ask it. How do we work together to mitigate fruit not being put to good use? Reduce waste. I have an answer. <laughs> well, um, one of the ways uh, that we can do that, working together as a community, um, is to pick that excess, however that happens, or identify that you've got excess, especially citrus, because we all know either we've got a citrus tree or we know somebody with a citrus tree. It's just everywhere in San Diego. And the fact of, you know, there is so much fruit and, you know, I'll just throw out some statistics. I always do. Um, 40% of all food in the U S that's, you know, is wasted 40%, mm -hmm. almost half, almost half being wasted. And then in San Diego, the one in four San Diegans is struggling with food insecurity. I mean, it's just like you have all of this abundance and then you have all this need. So again, as a nonprofit, we're trying to just, we're trying to mitigate that. We're trying to take all of that excess and, and transport it, get it to those in need. And those many um, organizations that we work with, you know, fruit or fruit and vegetables are their fresh fruit and vegetables, produce is their biggest want. You know, that's what they want and need and don't have enough of. So again, it kind of feels like a no brainer in many ways. It's like, wow, you've got all this excess, you have all this need. What we do is just, we're moving it from, you know, the source to the need, mm -hmm. um, which <laughs> takes a lot of work and is very logistically challenging as you can only imagine. Um, but that's the way that we see of doing this, um, you know, com local answer you know it's not we're not the food bank it's we're not a big industrial thing where all this stuff gets put in and people come to it we're actually moving it right away from where it's grown to where where the different agencies are that you know that that do distribute to their clients so it's not an easy solution and that's probably why <laughs> hardly anybody does it because it's you know very um complicated and just for an example we we work with um, over 800 growers and we have about 70 agencies that we distribute to. And every day we are doing at least one event, we call it. So we are, we are picking or picking up fruit and vegetables somewhere and then we're taking it to the, the people who need it. And that involves, you know, you have to identify the source. You got to identify your labor or not labor, but our, our volunteers who are so wonderful and they will 
do all of this picking work. And then we have to identify our recipients. And so every, every event is three, you know, three has three pieces to it. And we do last year, we did 750 events. So it's a lot. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's a like lot of logistics. Two events a year yeah. or something. I mean, a day. Or a day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was thinking, I know what you meant. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's, day, it's, yeah. it's a lot, but we don't see any other way of, um, we, we really want a community based response because during COVID is a great example of what kind of what happened. Like it just, the system sort of broke down, you know, you had this industrial, you know, all the food being, you know, processed and like, you know, moved somewhere, you know, all of a sudden, all of the supply chain stuff just stopped. And mm-hmm. there's all this food on trucks, food and, you know, getting thrown off of trucks, food just stuck somewhere because it was coming from far away, trying to get somewhere else, maybe to a restaurant, or whatever. And then it, it went to waste. So how we see it is if you can keep it as local as possible, then you are going to not have that happening. Cause you know, you know, you know, who's out there, you know, your community and your community can also benefit by understanding, like they can help each other, you know, especially like with, with the fruit trees. I mean, like your neighbors, you're talking about that you have so much and it's like, nobody wants to see it go to waste. So right. it's like, why not be sharing this or figuring out some kind of like a system because some kind of like a, you know, network to be able to, to, to not let it go to waste. Yeah. We deal with someone just like that in Ramona. They had a uh, business where they're, I mean, you could drive up to their property and every property around them is pretty much desolate. It's desert, but their property is surrounded by trees, mm-hmm. you know, from persimmons to lemons and limes and oranges and everything. Cause they've just, you know, been planting trees uh, for 30 years yeah. over there. And they used to do a farm to table or they used to supply for farm to table restaurant. Right. And when the pandemic hit, you know, they had a truck that was full of fruit and full of vegetables and now that's gone. So yeah. they're like trying to figure out what they got to do with everything. So we deal with them directly and we've been able to get, you know, at least a little bit of their supply that they would have sold into the, you know, or just the away. restaurant or thrown away. Right. So we've been able to take that off their hands a little bit and they got really good quality. Again, it goes back to the quality, you know, you're seeing the tree or the bush that the right. fruit's coming the off actual, of. Yeah. Right. The source of it. Right. It's not gone through some kind of weird, you know, processing that we don't know about, you know. Right. So yeah. we, we, you know, and then same with the neighbors and that are willing to give us their excess fruit, you know, it's just helping keep uh, it from going to waste, just like you said. So we don't want to see it go to waste either. And, we're not going to be able to eat all the fruit either. So this oh. is a easy way, you know, it can't be sold in market, but we have a, a process that we put in place to help kind of convert it into something that could be useful and stored for a lot longer. Cause some of this fruit only lasts for a week. Right. right so, right. Yeah. Things, some, some are very kind of fragile and not that shelf stable. I mean, citrus, thank goodness is really hardy <laughs> and can sit for, you know, a week or even sure, two, sure. you know, right. just sitting because it has its own little house <laughs> and it's nice. And, but yeah, the, I think that the whole idea of people are just now realizing, just like what you said earlier, you're just realizing, you know, food, what, what, what is, what is good? What isn't good? You know, why, why are we doing things the way that we're doing them, especially like in the supermarkets, but it's going to take, I, I feel like it's just going to take a lot more awareness for people to change, to change their behavior, you know, to, to, to not, you know, demand that every single apple is like perfect with not one little brown spot on it, you know, and then they end up having to throw out those apples because right. they're not perfect. And it's like, that's a very inefficient and super wasteful system. 
Yeah, we we try not to buy, you know, yeah, fresh, you know, whole fruit, and when when they're there, we try not to. But um, we've been trying to reach out to a lot of different farmers and just say, hey, whatever you whatever you've got, you know, we'll take. And um, so just being able to network with people, I think, helps quite a bit um, because I don't think there are a lot of people out there who will want to take the soft fruit in order to process and do whatever. And we're willing to do that. We just we have tons of lemons and limes and and we need more. But there's there's other fruit out there that we're sure of that are going soft. Yes. And uh, that that need to be redistributed. So, you know, we'd love to be the ones to do that. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. And I just, you know, hopefully people who hear this can you know, maybe get their little wheels turning about stuff because it's literally a matter of just people sort of stopping and thinking about this, you know, and, and nobody likes waste. I do know that's one of the reasons when I started this. I mean, that's why I started it so many years ago as a grassroots thing when I met my partners. But the idea just waste just feels so bad. It just it's like all these resources went into it. You know, you got the water and the labor and, the you know. And then, and then you just are going to throw it away. I mean, it's just like, so I think when people start to actually like, you know, take, I don't know, just take it into themselves, like understand it for themselves. I'm hoping that, you know, they'll start to change the way they look at just even going to the grocery store. Because in France, I know they are already doing this. And then a couple of places in the U.S. also where they're, they are kind of doing like a... I don't, I want to say ugly, but you know, the, the not as pretty Mm -hmm. produce section for less. I think they do that in some other markets here. Yeah, I mean, that, they should that. be doing that everywhere, right? Yeah. That seems so, like, so logical. Like, okay, if, you know, just, we'll just, you know, pay less for it. We'll charge less if you think it's really, you Or know. if you had, like, a, a center where where people that had excess fruit could drop it off. Or, like, oh, I have this whole tree and I'm not going to use any of it. I could just pick it and then take it somewhere and drop it off, maybe. Well, a lot of people will post on Instagram or... And, and and that next door app was really, do you guys know about yes, that one? Yeah, yes. that's, that's, I mean, it's very annoying on one hand, but on the <laughs> other hand, it is, it is kind of a way for people to be sharing like their. Well, and that's, their how, that's how we got into yeah. it with getting some of the fruit from um, the people in Ramona. Is yeah. We just reached out. We seen a post, we reached out and to, actually to a few people and we get the fruit from them, you know, so that they don't have to throw it away because they literally were trying to find ways to get rid of it, throw it down the garbage disposal, things like that. And I'm like, no, we'll, we'll take that from you. Well, it's, and and so like, are you, are you able to, I mean, I know you're just kind of getting into the sort of the groove of these people, but like, is it, do you see that as being like a, an ongoing source, you know, these, of, of yeah, these access? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, 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 they love doing what they're doing, but they just have an abundance right. of fruit and, the gentleman, one of the gentlemen that we work with, he takes care of his trees very well. So, you know, it's always an abundance and he absolutely does not want it to go to waste. So we're pretty sure it's it's something that he wants to continue with us That's for a awesome. while. And how, like how much, like, for example, like this, this bottle, uh, look, or maybe that's, I don't know if you can give me an example, but like how much actual fruit is in this? I mean, so like all the fruits that you just, all these hundreds mm-hmm. of pounds, mm-hmm. like, like how many bottles approximately would that produce? Or do you know yet? I mean, well, that we, might be a we t- know, like the 400 pounds of lemons or yeah, like, like how many bottles of, 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 as far as the gat, we juice it into gallons or that pretty much whenever we're making one of our products. So, uh, the 200 pounds of limes that we, juice we got six gallons 
Okay, and so and six gallons will probably produce. But if you just break it down to one gallon, it's easier. So that's about well, five gallon batch. Yes. So about twenty seven bottles. Okay. Of five wine. gallon. Yeah. And then what Give we got, what we got is probably going to make about fifty to sixty gallons. Okay. Of lemon wine. So as far as like your own like sourcing and at least like for this season, or I mean, I don't know what you call it, but like this batch or mm-hmm, this, mm-hmm. this, you know, whatever. Um, is that, are you at a place where you, it's still not too much for you to be doing all? Cause I mean, you guys both are working, <laughs> doing a lot of other things besides doing this. Like how, how are are you able to get that done? And does it feel like this is about the level that you can handle unless, I mean, just by yourselves? Um, right now, I mean, we, we have, I mean, we've got teenage kids, so they can help too. <laughs> um, and we but do that. <laughs> oh, they do. They oh, do. Yeah, they oh, do. good. Oh, yeah, I'm so do. glad to hear that because sometimes um, I think, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, I, I think right now we're able to, um, once, I think once, um, we're able to put more of our time into it, it's not going to be a problem. Like I said, I take care of my, my parents yes, full time. of course. And he's still in the military, um, not retiring until next year. So um, this is a growing year for us. The last year was we launched in July of 2022. It was just to let people, hey, this is country wine. This is mead. If you haven't heard of us, and this, you know, this is what we do. And mm-hmm. we started off very small and um, it's been it's been doing very well. And so this year is a growing year for us. So we've reached out to even more farmers um, to try to get, you know, more fruit and whatnot. So right now, I don't think it is, but I mean, you don't know. We'll we'll see how this year works and it's how this really year goes. It's really just getting, you know, the word out there. Like you said yourself, you, a lot of people don't know about fruit wines. Yeah. And then the mead trend is picking up a lot mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's, there's, you know, roughly like eight meaderies maybe that are pretty known in the area. And we've gone to pretty much all of them. Okay. And uh, we go to events like uncorked, which is a big wine fest. And people are asking all day long, like, I didn't know you could make wine from fruit. Everybody assumes it's just grapes. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's your first, you know, it's sort of like with us. It's like when people don't understand how much food is wasted. I mean, that's your first task is to get people to understand like what, what's going on here. But like just even saying, wow, you can make wine. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing we tell them it's locally sourced. Right. Oh, and that perks up some ears. Oh, mm-hmm. local, so where, you know, and then we, and then we tell them and, we tell everyone, you know, we're not shooting for the good fruit. We're we're trying to source Save. for the soft fruit. Yep. And that really opens up a lot of eyes, I think. And people are like, oh, okay. It's a, lo- it's a lot more interesting. Now you know where your fruit's coming from. Right. And, and it, you're saving the planet. Yes. Right? You know, you're exactly. helping. So exactly. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, here's a question. Do you envision a way that we can work together? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, the Future looks very fruitful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I think for sure. And that's something that uh, Cody and I even talked about, too, is if volunteers, I mean, I don't know how often you need volunteers. And I, we've looked at your calendar, I think, and seen some of the events. So, I mean, how do we get into or people learn more about that if they wanted to help out? Oh, do you mean to, to volunteer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So our, you know, our website, producegood.org, um, you know, we do have a calendar, as you said, and we have, you know, uh, we try to schedule out eight weeks in advance. We're trying to do it even further right now because it's just such a busy season. But um, and we have two different programs. So one of them, which would be much more along the lines of what you guys are doing, but 
we have the um, crop swap, which is the backyard gleaning. And when we say backyard, I mean, in San Diego, it can be like one tree or it can be a thousand trees. Right, so right. <laughs> yeah, we, we pick at all different levels. Oh. But, um, but those events are really fun. And we've just brought back these week, well, these big picks, which are before pandemic, we did all the time, but then we had to scale down and we couldn't have groups. And mm. we're going back to that in addition to our daily picks. And that's where actually like a big group can come, you know, your church group, your, your company group, anybody, um, you sign up and you all pick fruit at a big orchard for three hours on okay. a Saturday or Sunday. Um, that, that's totally going to be like opening up now and happening. So again, that's right. a really great way to do it. Our other program, which is a little bit tighter to get into because there aren't the, the actual volunteer spots are, we only need like two to four people at a time. And those are, um, we work at four different food, excuse me, farmer's markets, uh, Hillcrest, uh, Lucadia, La Jolla. And we do a little bit at Oceanside. Um, and we work on Sundays because that's their last day of market and they will not be able to bring it back on Thursday and people won't, you know, it's, it's, it's good for Sunday, um, but sure. it, I mean, so, you know, it's at the very edge there. It's a very edge stuff. So that's a really fun volunteer opportunity as well. So we were, we, we are, you know, sourcing from different, different sort of places. So both, both the, the farmer's market and the backyards. And then we have been starting to work with Jimbo's um, hmm. because they're local and we're doing like grocery gleaning where we're just actually like going in you know, on a Monday or Wednesday, working with a produce manager, because even there, there's just waste. I mean, like they'll have stocks of, let's just say a thing of celery, two things fall off. Well, they're perfectly good oh, celery. They don't want to right. sell them individually. They can't. Yeah, they're yeah. not. Right. So it's, just, it's, that's happening that, all the time, mm -hmm. all the time. So that type of a thing we also are doing. So we're really just trying to almost get on the very tiny granular, granular scale of like, you know, like recovery. But as far as like, interacting with you guys. I mean, what would be really amazing is I know we, Ramona's a little bit far for us in terms of our, you know, our, our reach, but it would be kind of cool if we could figure out some way of having a couple of picks out your way. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, yeah. we could, we could, you know, donate some of that product to you and then you could make something and then <laughs> Like you said, some of your um, neighbors just said all they would like is maybe a bottle of wine yeah. at the end. I mean, it would be, I, we've thought about this for years about having like, you know, these big orchards and groves. And wouldn't it be fantastic to like be able to have a little, some some kind of thing. Again, we hadn't gone down the wine route. We were thinking about beer, but beer does not work well with fruit. Just mm. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> we tried it. <laughs> but, you know, having some product where it's coming from this orchard and then mm. they get oh. to have it, you know. You have do it. fundraising or, events or. Yeah. Well, we like have that. fun. I mean, it would be a fundraising event. That would be super fun. Yeah. So, oh. I mean, again, that that's another possibility. But we we're very open because we love, love to partner with people. And I really think that the only way we can like sort of solve this problem is like with a bunch of different sure. people together, mm. you know. Yeah, and, and and have them see things a little bit differently. Exactly. Looking at fruit a little bit Right, they, they have this and they're like, wow. Or, you know, we were, I think I told you earlier, we work with a gelato company um, and they make, you know, beautiful, beautiful gelatos from, you know, recovered lemons or, mm. you know, strawberries. And um, people, when they get the story behind it, I think, like you said, yeah. they, they start seeing it differently. The Film Hub is the future of co-working in downtown Vista. Get energized in an inspiring work environment that is built for your success. With multiple membership options, 
for workspace and private offices, you can become a part of our co-working community. The Film Hub makes it easier to produce the professional content your business needs. From video production, live streams, photo shoots, or in-person events, you can create all this and more in our audio and video facilities. Love your work and where you accomplish it. The Film Hub. We're here to interrupt your regular podcast listening and ask you to join us at Odd Pairing Podcast. Yes, it's Paige and I, and we are here every week now on Fridays. And we talk about adult beverages and the community, a little bit of the history of it, and we're just going on a nice little journey. And you can hear other people's drinking stories. So why wouldn't you want to listen? That's the best part. That is the best part. Cheers. Cheers. So, again, the shelf life in these products is a lot longer than the fruit itself. Well, that's the whole thing about processing, too. And that's a whole other subject. But we've talked about this many, many times about, you know, San Diego, I think, only really has two, like, food processing facilities. Mm -hmm. I mean, there might be smaller things going on around, but food, but processing is necessary or it's all, it's going to go, you can't eat that much. You just right. can't eat that much before it's going to go bad. Right. right. So that's a whole other subject, but we would, you know, just the idea of getting it into something else, you know, before it goes bad yeah, is absolutely. like a perfect example is the the lemon tree that we got 450 pounds off of one tree mm -hmm. and it's already flowering to produce more <laughs> believe and me i know like <laughs> the lemons they just it's like year round the lemons never stop oh they just, my gosh i know it's crazy it's and we crazy. really we have four different lemon wines that's how much lemon we get <gasps> oh, so we have like, like a, four different like variations. a meyer one and a um eureka well we use meyer for the majority of them but mm -hmm. we'll use whatever lemons we can we've get. had santa cruz ones right. and we've had a, but meyers have been has been the majority but we have a lemon wine, a strawberry wine, mm -hmm. a blueberry wine, and a raspberry. There was strawberry lemon but and blueberry lemon. But they're all lemon-based, lemon right? so, so right. that's what we use them for. Because there's I'm just so try much that lemon. One next. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much lemon uh, that we can get our hands on. And like you said, citrus is probably one of the the ones that you see the most. It, it, you you do, and and some interesting facts, just because um, I have them in my head. But you know, um, so San Diego, because it's kind of an unusual. It's not like we have these huge commercial orchards. You have people living on land, you know, that might have been an orchard before, right. but, but it got developed. Now, you know, we, we go to many homes that have like 50 to a hundred trees and they don't know what to do with it. Oh, it's yeah. like, you know, it's just part <laughs> they, of the property when they, yeah, it's the part house. of the property. And mm -hmm. I'm sure it seems really cool. It's like, Oh, like a gentleman farmer or something, yeah. you right. know, and then all of a sudden they call it like the fruits falling. What do we do? Like, <laughs> and they're not going to sell it. They don't know what to do with it. Right. So that's one thing. But the fact of how much is out there, we did a little like extrapolation of, you know, with the, with the growers that we have right now, like just right now, we figured that we are not, we are missing out on about 15 million pounds. Oh my God. Cause we do. So our, we've been steadily increasing every year, like last year's at 250,000. Um, you know, this year will probably be closer to 300,000 that we've recovered of pounds. So, which, I mean, it's, it's incredible for us because it's like, sure. great, but there's so much left. There's so much left. As you know, there's just so mm -hmm. much fruit. So it feels like there's the potential is very, very large to be able to like capture that. And a lot of the mature trees, they just keep, they don't even, they don't need, they don't need anything. Yeah, they just right. keep every year. Yeah, they just, <laughs> yeah, you know, they just keep growing and fruiting. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of one of those things where 
more people know about it and the more ways we could just, you know, you know, kind of save the fruit. Sure. We're definitely reassessing because we always talked about having a couple acres with fruit trees and stuff. Mm. And <laughs> this puts it in perspective a lot more. It's like, well, maybe we only have one or two trees, <laughs> yeah. not like a whole orchard right? of trees. Right. Because no one, I mean, unless you have them and you don't realize, oh my God, like one tree, like you said, one tree. Mm-hmm. That many hundreds of pounds. pounds. We yeah. could never do it. Even with a family of six, we couldn't handle that many lemons. Like, what are you going to do with it? I right. can only make so much lemonade. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe some limoncello, lemonade, you know. But yeah. again, it is, you're right. It's just, so we're, we're right there with you. We just trying, I mean, we do feed people and lemons, interestingly enough, everyone's like, well, what do people do with lemons? Why are you doing, but a lot, you know, they're very expensive in the store, first of all. Oh, yeah. And so it's really prized to do that. And, and a lot of our agencies, people love them and they, we, you know, there's all different kinds of cultural, you know, traditions and families sure. and, and mm. foods. A lot of them use lemon for a lot of things and they, they love getting lemons. So mm. that was kind of, I was surprised about that. It's definitely a, I think a lot up in Ramona and it, the Ramona just started its own certified farmer's market. Oh, what day of the week? So Saturdays. Okay. Every it, was Saturday. supposed, it was supposed to start on March 25th, but mm-hmm. because of the rain, right. the weather, um, they've had to delay it. And we wanted to be a part of the farmer's market mm. as well. But unfortunately, since um, nobody has a fruit wine. The state uh, law doesn't. The winery. state law verbiage does not support. Yeah, it supports someone like us. Great no. wine industry. So, so are you guys going to Sacramento? Are you going to go like, like <laughs> well, we've fight talk- the law? Maybe, we've, but. We've, we've talked about it because, I mean, we're very unique. In that we, yeah. nobody really does fruit wine in California. There other states, there are some. Usually it's the farmers who have the fruit wine. And so we tried to um, participate and they told us, you have to grow your fruit. You have to grow your fruit in order oh. to, and, and make your wine in, ever, in order to be able to sell and be Oh, a I see a big, I, okay, one of you is going, you know, well, as, soon as, you, as soon as you're retiring, you're going to Sacramento, I'm guessing, like to go. Or maybe you will. It's just two. Yeah, they basically have it broken into two categories, breweries and wineries. Breweries can purchase their products in the state of California and they can participate in the certified farmer's market. Wineries have to grow it on their property from growth to bottle on their property. Wow. And in we don't do that, right? Because we're trying to well, save fruit and all that. We process 20 different fruits. There's so, no way we can grow all of I just have ourselves. to tell you, so now that I'm on a little roll here, because we have worked now with the state of California numerous times and we... As so, we're gleaners. I don't know if I said that in the beginning. That's mm-hmm. what we technically are called. And gleaning is this really underutilized way of, um, you know, food recovery. Like people just people think about food recovery and they're like, oh, you're taking like stuff from the grocery store or prepare. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, we're talking about like fresh stuff coming right, right off the trees or right, right off the farm, taking it right to people. That language, the gleaning language was not in um, several different bills that just came down the pike. And you guys probably have heard of this um, SB 1383. It's the one that was in the news that was about the composting, like because now yes, everyone's yes. required to compost. And, mm-hmm. and the state has set this really um, aggressive uh, goal to have to cut food waste in half by 2030. I mean, it's not going to happen, but you know, it's great that they're ambitious, but part, but part of a lot of that legislation initially didn't even include gleaning Mm. as a solution. So we had to, you know, as some of the gleaners here in San Diego, and also we were in this other um, San Diego food system Alliance, you know, some of the policy changes, it's just that they don't even know. Right. And you have to like educate the the policymakers. Well, the right. person I was dealing with, you know, they were very gracious, you know, and mm-hmm. really trying to help us. From the ABC office. Yeah, from the ABC okay, office, right. really trying to help us with this. And 
I was throwing everything at them. I can get a letter from the certified farmer's market yeah. that I buy their soft fruit, you know, that we're actually helping. Sure. Like whatever it is, because we're trying to help the farmers and the community. Right. right. And so, I mean, you got to give us a little bit of something. We can't grow 20 different no, fruits. No, no, no. And also, and, I'm just saying, you guys are already doing the SB13. You're doing that. That's yeah. part of like, it's mm-hmm. almost like you're you're complying with this other mandate of like, you are, your business is actually contributing to this, you know, saving of Well, and then we process, the process all the fruit. <laughs> and then we have three, three compost bins to fill. So we do it because that's what we're asked to do. And we want to do it, you know, but it's. It is what it is. <laughs> well, we'll have to maybe just talk a little more because, I mean, I, we work with a lot of different entities and we're in this um, group called the San Diego Food System Alliance. And they are like this giant umbrella organization that's trying to c- trying to improve the food system. They work with farmers, fisheries, you know, with um, food recovery, cleaners, uh, uh, lots of different areas mm-hmm. of, 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 you know, food system. But one of the things that what you're saying right now, I mean, it's just like, the connection between the talking and the and the reality, like you have to have some kind of um, some kind of support or maybe just a champion to be like, yeah, this is if they could just Someone see could the, advocate for. It, yeah, ex- an advocate who actually is understanding the the value of what you're doing right. and to what, you know, the fact that they're not letting you do it is so ridiculous. But they don't you know, I mean, again, well, what it boils down to is the verbiage. Exactly. That's, that's what it. they say. It's that's just that, that's basically what they said was the verbiage. Doesn't, you don't meet the criteria. It, yeah, based and doesn't on the verbiage, encompass yeah. the statute doesn't encompass mm-hmm. us. And OK, I mean, I, we, she, like I said, they were very gracious and tried to work with. And us, I'm sorry, so. is the ABV is I mean, ABC? Is it like a, is it federal or is it state? I believe it's state. OK, because mm-hmm. it feels like, wow, it just. Honestly, I mean, well, we can certainly exchange information, but I feel like I could at least connect you with a couple of people who might be able to get you a little further or at least connect you with somebody who may be able to know that would be how that how that how would that be, you know, possible? Because, it again, right here, it feels ridiculous. Like, well, of course, we, it should, I mean, we know we're a small operation and we're not. No, but, but the idea of what you're doing is not small. The idea of what you're doing is could be huge. Right. Well, and, and that's why what we were trying to portray to her is this is something that's a little different. Yeah. And we will get letters. We'll get whatever you need so that we can, you know, we understand, you know, we're very different and we're unique. And it just oh, currently. It's, it's, so I told him, I told him, you know what? I said, this might be something that we may have to uh, take a little further mm. because, I mean, what if I there are, there, I mean, there I mean, someone's got to be first, there. right? Sure. <laughs> I mean, you guys could be the first ones. Yeah. Oh, I guess we, I guess we, um, so um, I guess we need to answer this. All right. So uh, oh. the question, how can <laughs> the network one-on-one audience reach out to you? So that's you. You got it. So to reach out to Blue Honey Country Wines and Meads Company, our main website is www.bluehoneywines.com andmeads.com and we're also on facebook instagram and twitter um facebook it's um blue honey 21 and on instagram it's blue honey underscore 21 and then on twitter it's blue honey wm so you can find us on um all three social uh sites we're very active we have an a calendar on our website that keeps you up to date with our events um, and whatnot. Cool. I would have never remembered all that. That's why she <laughs> answered the question. 
That's why she does the social media. Oh, I, she lost me after the email. I was like, what? Okay. I know. It's such a, oh my gosh, it's a really ongoing thing, social media. Um, so how you can reach Produce Good, um, it is Produce Good everywhere. So we're on all the platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, we also have um, a YouTube channel and that's pretty exciting. We oh. do a lot of videos. Um, so we're, we're out there. We're very active as well. And you know, really very excited about what's kind of what's happening in San Diego in general. I mean, San Diego doesn't usually, you know, to the rest of the world feel like, you know, super cutting edge or anything. It feels more like laid back and beachy, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of really exciting things going okay. on in terms of, especially with the food thing. It really is kind of amazing. One other thing I was going to tell you guys is that, um, or maybe I already said this, that San Diego County has the most small farms in the u.s oh no which i, I thought would be in the south somewhere i just sure. figured mm -hmm. the most the small humid, farms more humid areas and then the most uh uh small farms owned by women so mm. women run small farms oh wow so it's it's pretty uh, that pretty was cool. kind of yeah. amazing i thought wow okay but yeah there's a lot of excitement going on in terms of young farmers farming and all the stuff about you know just and again about keeping it local and and growing the food and knowing where it's coming from. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We tried. We grew in like one egg plant. It's some arugula. <laughs> hey, but more than me. We got, we got some, we're trying to sprout some lemon trees. Maybe we'll die. We got a couple of dragon fruits. Yeah, and we're oh, trying yeah. to Look at it. you. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So we're trying to. <laughs> trying to do our part. Trying to garden a little bit. And then, you know, it's been, it's been an adventure for sure. So that was one of the reasons we're trying to do the farmer's market is to, because uh, most of all, all of last year, our events were all fundraisers for promoting and uh, there was no real income in any of those events. And we're part of an HOA where we can't have a tasting room either. So we had a petition to the board so we could even do a small business on our property. And then uh, now we're trying to figure out and ways. did you get that? Oh, yes, yeah. we did. Look, look, at you guys are on your way. You're going to Sacramento. You're <laughs> I mean, going to I Sacramento. Mean, we, we've, every obstacle that's popped up, we've tried to overcome it. And this has probably been the most, the biggest and probably most recent one. So I told him, I said, maybe we need to tackle this one. I think yeah. I, I, you guys should totally do that. I mean, I know it's really hard because no one knows. That's the hardest part is like first telling people what you are. I mean, people don't even know. But mm -hmm. the fact that you're just you are the first. I mean, I wow, I would I think it's just fantastic. I, well, I definitely should. want to keep in touch with you oh. about this. So maybe you can give me some tips. About Absolutely. It. And the other thing, too, is like, you know, these farmers market situations or even these events um, love to know like where you guys are at those and. And if there's any way we can do even a, maybe a collaborative, you know, ceremonial thing, I mean, not like a, but you know, we, mm. it would be really fun for us because we frequently start a lot of our new ventures as pilot programs because we never know where they're going to go. But, um, and that's how we started with the gelato company and it's gelato love, amazing stuff. Um, but to do like, maybe like a batch, you know, like we, 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 we pick the fruit somewhere, we bring it to you, you make a batch, and then we do a yeah, absolutely. a promotion about it. I would it. love to do that for you. Okay. Well, yeah, great. Well, yeah, we done. just started to grow a little bit more. We got some bigger batches that we can, up to 100 gallons that we're potentially looking at doing in the future here. So, so we've got, we're, we're growing. and we're growing year. Oh, it's yeah. amazing that you, I still can't believe that you guys are doing, peeling those by hand. <laughs> I'm, I'm still. It's definitely I a cannot, labor of love. Oh my gosh. I mean, do you guys have music? Are you doing some kind oh, of like yeah. thing? The music is essential. 
Yeah, classic rock. Okay, got it. That feels like the best thing. Yeah. Like just we're 80s, with we're the both. Beat? We yeah, 80s. We're, we're 80s. We're 80s. Okay. Like, like, it's, it's just, to me, it's the relaxing sometimes just to sit there. I mean, yes, the hours can get long, but we, we don't sit there for a whole it's day. It's actually kind of relaxing. Yeah. You know, it yeah. feels like it would be therapeutic in some way. Yeah. Well, it smells fantastic. Oh, oh. Well, that's the other thing. I always talk about oh this. It's like how, like we're out in a beautiful orchard and it smells so good. And it's like, I wish I could convey that like oh, on the website. We, it's like you're in, it's like these flowers and the fruit. Yeah, it's just, absolutely. it's like heaven. It's kind of like heaven. Mm. And, yeah. and when we go to pick up the strawberries or the blueberries and you're and in, they're, in, and they're in, in the truck or the van and I'm <laughs> sitting there driving I'm like oh my god it's wonderful and it I'm is. telling people I wish you could be in the car with I, me know, right now. I know I know I wish it was like smell-o-vision or something <laughs> or some way of like conveying it to other people